Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. Alicia Healy, homeowner. Yeah, and DIYer. Don't forget the DIYer. A DIYer, okay. And I'm I a appreciate DIYer. that part about you. All righty. I'm, D- I'm a curious DIYer. You are. You are. And we're talking. And you challenge me all the time. And we're talking home repair. Home repair. So yes. welcome to, hey, let's talk home repair. Um, today is our listener questions. These are the questions that you've sent in to ask Amy at amyworks.com. What do you have for us? Um, I have a question about decking. Decking. That's kind of big. It is It is kind of big. Um, in this particular situation, it is um, a deck. This is actually in the Northeast, actually in Ohio. Mm, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> right? I love that she's calling Ohio the Northeast. What is it? I can't believe you, even as somebody from Pennsylvania, that is totally Midwest to me. Okay. It's on the outskirts of it, but Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri. Ohio? Ohio? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Michigan, Minnesota. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I guess from we Ohio. Put a space Just so I can Ohio. cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the deck is needing painting and staining. Like almost every year, mm. and um, it's been the wood's been replaced, so it's in good shape. It's just the not, maintenance they don't want to deal with. No, they don't want to deal with maintenance, and it's just and it's it's costly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they asked me what what do I recommend for for decking? I am a low maintenance kind of person. Mm-hmm. Whatever I can do to eliminate the maintenance on anything. I will do it. So, yes, cedar is beautiful, but it's high maintenance. Mm -hmm. Marble countertops, high maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's so low maintenance. Mm -hmm. Low maintenance composite decking, and there are so many different brands out there now. So I think many it's a different world than it, it was before. Oh yeah. Than yeah. than it was 15, 20 years ago when, when Trex was the only thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, they did have some failures with Trex. Um quite a bit of warping and there was peeling mm-hmm. and Trex was giving money back and replacing decks and things like that. But they have done such amazing stuff. And they actually have products now where you have there's actual wood fibers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made it where it's a little bit lighter because um, this composite decking can be heavy, mm-hmm. really heavy. Um, and and now they've made it so that it's a little bit lighter. There's fasteners that, you know, they're hidden fasteners. So it goes on the side. So you don't even see any of the screws or you can still screw th- through the top. Um, uh, Want to make sure that uh, you have your joists on your decking or your deck is 16 inches on center. You can't have 24 inch because this stuff, because it is heavy, warms up in the sun, can have a tendency to warp. 
So you get this wavy effect on your deck. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're spacing right. You're, you're following the manufacturer's requirements and suggestions for how to install it. But I am a huge, huge fan of composite decking. And there's so many different colors and textures and styles. Um, yeah, just have yourself The wood a grains time. have gotten really, really good. Oh, yes. There was, there was one that we did that it actually had some... I think it was bamboo fibers in it, and this stuff was beautiful. And it looked like Ipe. You know what Ipe looks like? Oh yeah, Ipe is just beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And it's that Ipe itself is very hard to work with. Well, and it's yeah, it's your labor costs go crazy. Yep. Yes, but this was it looked like Ipe, but it was composite, and it was just it was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So composite, low maintenance, and there's that's and there's different for. levels of comp because uh, composite used to be completely cost prohibitive. And it was oh, junky. Right, right. And it still is a bit cost prohibitive, um, but they now have a, a wider range of selections. Right. So the different kinds of textures, the different kinds of grains, and sometimes it's fashion and sometimes, you know, it's more involved with, you know, the the pressing. Um, and it's it's made in Ohio. So that's kind of cool that it is American made. Um, All so decking is made in Ohio? The, the Trex and the Apexes. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a factory in Ohio, actually. Wow. Where they do okay. that. And so, um, but they, you know, when composite used to be crazy expensive mm -hmm. was when it was easy to find good straight lumber. And from right. what I understand now, that that's getting harder to get a high enough quality grade of lumber to right. do large decks. Yep. And composites will always be. Right. You know, this yep. So when I'm doing estimates and things like that, you know, looking at decking, yes. composite decking and, and its price per linear foot, it, it ranges from about a dollar fifty per linear foot. And you can go all the way up to five dollars a linear foot. So that's a big, big range. That's a, that is a, that is a big range. But they all perform now. Pretty right. well. It is pretty, now just what you're getting aesthetically. Yep. And whether it's wrapped all the way around or if it's wrapped on three sides, mm -hmm. whether it's PVC or has that wood fiber right. that you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think the the um, a lot of the lumber stores and some of the big home stores have some really nice displays. You can really you can mm -hmm. go and and uh, really see if it's for you, mm -hmm. if, if the look is going to be for you. Yeah. And they often have a, a rail system that will yes. go with that particular kind of composite decking. But you don't have to go with their rail system. No, you, you don't have to. Rail you can do whatever you want. Just, right. just like lumber. So right. it's pretty right. impressive. Um, I just wanted to circle back on the, the, the wood um, and cedar, mm -hmm. which is a, a, a you know a good popular decking, and right? Popular decking. Um, the the reason is that the 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 age of the trees that they are now using mm. to get this lumber is younger, so it's a softer, and it's not it, it doesn't hold up like it used to. Like cedar used to be able to put it on there for twenty years and it was fine, easy, and that is yeah. not the case anymore. And you know, it's just, it's, it's expensive. It is comparable. This, the price of cedar is comparable to some of the compo composite. Yes. Thing. That's what I understood. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's really hard to get some really nice, pretty straight cedar. Yeah. You, you pay more for it actually than um, some of the composite. Yeah. And yeah. I think it really comes back down to that, what you're back to your thing of low maintenance. Right. I mean, the minute you put it on, that's what it's going to look like mm -hmm. in 20 mm -hmm. years. You go out there once a year, scrub brush and yep. a, a bucket and clean it off and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot so easier great. than cleaner than staining and all that uh, junk. And Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they're coming with pretty good manufacturer warranties as well. So mm -hmm. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you brought that up. That's a good one. Well, thank you.
Next question. Um, clogged downspouts. From your gutters, downspouts. Mm-hmm. So the downspouts from your yeah. house. Yeah. What do you What do you do about? And this is the the. No, I guess it's 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 either way. I'm sorry. Um, especially if you have downspouts that go into a pipe that then go underground. Yes. And then go out to your French drain where? system, your or French drain, or your catch basin, or something. Right. And sometimes those will get clogged up. Well, then you know you get water that's running. Over your gutters and it can even down make your your house your stuff. It can make it look like you have a leak, or that you don't have a good seal, or there's you know like where your gutter hits your um, yes. That it can look like there's a problem there, right. and it's not a problem there. It's, not. it's just overflowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use a snake, like you would a, a plumbing. Yeah, like a like a, a in your in your kitchen sink. You put a snake down there and then clean out. Um, but you have to do that from above. <clears throat> Or if you can take your downspout apart, apart, you can do it from there. Yeah. Um, you may have enough room where the downspout goes into that pipe that you can put the snake down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good way. I've heard people using like a high-pressure uh, high hose, higher-pressure hose, right? So not like, a garden hose, but like really something- well, a, a garden hose, but they, they, they make these attachments that you could put on there that's, that's kind of gives oh, it a jet kind of- kind of jet of, thing? Right. You could, Put that down there and see if you can get that to mm-hmm. to. But if there's clear a bend it in it, probably the snake is better. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's one way. Um, and there's you know the companies that will clean your gutters and things will will often do that kind of thing. So that being said, cleaning your gutters, cleaning your downspouts, big fall maintenance kind of thing. Um, one of the reasons that you want to clean your gutters and you want to clean your downspouts is you want that water to go away from your house. So you want it off your roof. Want it off the roof. Want it off the roof. Want it. You don't want it down the sides of your house. You don't want it on the fascia boards, Mm. which are attached to your roof, the eaves, to the rafters. You know, you start getting roof rot, all that kind of stuff. Another thing is that it will run down your foundation. If it runs down your house. Right. If 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 it doesn't go in the downspout, if it's not going down the downspout and being diverted away from the foundation of the house, Mm. either going into a pipe. Or it's actually it's got that elbow that, that diverts it out. I have a story. So I um, had a client that uh, had some issue with their furnace. And it ended up, their furnace was in their crawl space. Mm-hmm. So I went down and I looked at, it was a big, pretty big crawl space. It was probably, you know, four feet deep. But still a crawl kind space. Of, it was a crawl space, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at this furnace, so it's a gas, I believe it was a gas furnace, and sitting in the middle of the the crawl space floor, and it wasn't concrete, it was dirt. Well, their downspouts had not diverted the water away from the foundation, so it ran along the foundation and into the door that went into the crawl space, which was just a small Mm -hmm. three-foot by three-foot door, it created this huge channel in the dirt and pooled around that furnace. Wow. And it actually rotted out the bottom of the furnace. Wow. So that repair was, you know, in $5,000, $6,000, dollar range. Shoof. Just because of gutters. of the gutters, because of the downspouts. So make sure the water is flowing away from your foundation. So downspouts aren't a whole lot. 
they're not worthwhile unless you're getting that water away from away your from house, house. Right. and towards your neighbor's home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially if you don't like your neighbors. Right. Yes. Yes. So why they put a furnace in the crawl space? That's a whole other that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but totally rotted out. I felt so bad for them. Yeah. Felt so bad for them. And you'll be yeah. using a ladder, so of course be very careful using the ladder yes. if you're working from above. Yes. And yeah. you know, there are companies that do and it's not cost prohibitive, right? It's not. We're we're talking three hundred dollars, and, and these they are come folks out, who do it all the time, so they won't hurt, won't right. hurt themselves. Like, and, ask yourself, what's your deductible on your insurance when you fall and break your arm? Yeah, I know mine's more than that, three hundred dollars. And I hate to be morbid, but it is a a very high percentage of deaths, particularly in people over fifty, over fifty five, is falls from ladders. Really, it is, and it's an it's an absurd amount. When you're talking about accidents, um, it's accidents around the home, falling think, from a ladder, falling from a ladder, and and resulting in death are very high. Wow. Okay, let's change the change the tone of this <laughs> show. <laughs> we got another. Well, I'm just saying, safety is really important. It is, and, when and sometimes we address yeah. it, and sometimes we do. You know, we're talking about lots of different things. Right. Um. But and the tricky thing is with DIYers and and homeowners just doing their own stuff, you're not going to be doing 15 gutters a week. Right. You know, you're going to be doing that once time a year, maybe once every other year if you don't do it often. You should be doing it or every six months, just so Every you know. six months? Yes. That's a little... According to... And and based on the trees around your home. Right. Yes. Okay, so like yeah. if... Yeah. If you don't have any trees. Right. Yeah. You still need to have it. So, and so we need... We will emphasize um, that to be very safe... Yeah, because you don't do it all the time. Right. So take a little bit more time. Take extra safety precautions that you don't think you need or that you don't see other people doing. Please take the time to do it because you don't do it every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you for that tip. I appreciate it. <laughs> that was good. Not another question? I do. Um, so what do you do about mice or rodents? Hmm. Um, ants. Ants are bad in Seattle answer really yeah and i have had issues with two of those three mice and ants i have every eight months we have a collection of ants that come in and hello here we are and they're in the kitchen and they just it's like they just appear yes and they're there for a couple of days i put the bait out i'm not a good buddhist i do put the (laughs) we might want to edit that out (laughs) But, um, yeah, I put the bait out, and in two days, they're gone. Eight months later, boom, I have the ants again. And so, like, just, but once you scare them off the one time, they'll leave. They do. And they, they'll, they, but they'll just the, come back on the, their regular migration kind cycle. Of a, yeah. yeah. I don't know if the nest builds back up or yeah. what it is, but they, they come back. And, and, um, Seattle is just bad for, for little ants. I'm not talking carpenter ants, I'm talking those right. little, they call them odiferous ants or sometimes sugar ants. Those That'd be a good guess to have. Like pests. A pest? A pest person. Well, that would be kind of a scary one. Spider. Well, why is that? Oh, we should do it. Oh, we should have done it for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Next would've... Halloween we're doing it. Okay. Make a note of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halloween. Pest guest. Pest guest. So what should we do? Uh, well, with the ants, that's what I do. Or call your pest person. 
they'll come out and they'll spray around the house and then they'll bait on the inside of the house. So the ants come feed on that, take it back to the nest. And, and then of course they'll want to do a maintenance thing once a year or whatever, which, you know, if it's bad, I suggest doing that. Um, or if you like to live with them, that's <laughs> fine too. Um, and then there's mice, uh, there's rats. Sometimes, sometimes you can't do anything about it. And well, that's not, I take that back. Um, so, They'll be around. You can't control that. Right. So how do you keep them from where you don't want them? Exactly. Um, So for a mouse, you only need um, an area or a hole about the size of a dime for them to get in. And they are tricky. For a rat, about the size of a quarter, about the size of your thumb. And they can squeeze themselves in. If you're seeing um, fecal matter Mm -hmm. from them... That's one level of infestation. If you're actually seeing the animals themselves, that's a step up. Mm. That is even, you have even more. Because now they feel like they kind of own the place. Yeah. They're not like, waiting till it's dark and quiet. There are enough of them. Yeah. And okay. it's like they're there. <laughs> they are so there. So again, your, pest, your favorite pest guy. Have them come out. Um, and... They should, a pest person should go around the house and really look at the exterior of the house, interior of the house, and see where where they're getting in. Mm-hmm. Is your Does your garage door close enough? Mm-hmm. Do you have a hole underneath your kitchen sink? I'm thinking of my house right now. Yeah. A hole under your kitchen sink that opens to the wall. Well, right there is the siding of the house. You know, are they getting up underneath the siding and coming in and going? Yeah. Um, so you definitely want your, your pest guy, a good pest guy will come in, or or woman, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be sexist. Person um, will actually take a look at all of that stuff and where are they getting in. What is your, where do you land on the uh, the national names that we know? Um, you know, they do solicit door to door for pest control. You know, they'll come and say, you get a special deal for signing up, you know, right now. And these are the main names. You know, it's not... Uh, oh, they're franchises. Right. But I mean, do you are do you think those are good deals I, to sign up for regular pests type things? Like, we have rat boxes under the house and uh-huh. we did not re-up the thing. But, you know, they say they spray for... And they say it's an okay spray for, like, the spiders... And um, they'll put a rat box out, mm-hmm. a couple of rat boxes out for mm-hmm. underneath uh, in the property. But um, do you have any strong feelings about that? Or do you think as kind of an industry that pest control industries are pretty much just basic folks doing their job? Um, I, that's a good question. I really hadn't, hadn't given that I've just heard, I've just read some thought. different things online. You know, they say these people are coming up to my house. Is this a good deal or not? Mm-hmm. And. And I think if you're going to do it, it seems like, you know, it's not an exorbitant amount of money. Right. You know, like maybe it's $300 a year or something. Mm-hmm. And that means the they'll come in quarterly and spray and they'll monitor the wrap boxes and stuff right. like that, which I'm actually for the, you know, I don't, I can handle a lot of things. I don't do rodents well. Yeah. So I think that's something you do need to ask yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? What's it worth to you yeah. to know that you're not hearing them scratching in the wall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's interesting. Another question I have is, do you have, 
um, I think the other reason why you want to avoid them getting into your walls and into your house is when you do have the unfortunate situation of having one of them die in your wall. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Because there's really no answer to it. No, you've got to find it. Or you just wait until it or you just, dries up and that could be months before. And that's just, that's just nasty. And then how do you like, go to find that, though? I mean, can pest people do that? Do they have techniques on, you know? I don't think their technique is anything different than, than yours or mine. And it would be smelling it. And where's the strongest smell? And start taking things apart. I may be wrong. They may have some, I, I don't know. Let's look that up because I can't imagine. I can't, because they could be in any joist. Or I mean, yeah, they could be in between any place in your walls. Right. Yeah. Well, you would see where, where you find their entrance point would give you an idea I suppose would give you an idea and you know I don't think they would have chewed through an entire two by four to go between bays right in the walls they may have I, they may you know, I mean if you go up to the attic <clears throat> and then drop down right like, anyway right. It's just I think it's a tricky problem so definitely avoidance yes and, and if prevent. you live in an area where you know it is like you live near uh, a creek Mm-hmm. High, high possibility of having you know Norwegian rats because they like that water. Those are big ones. Your oh. specialty, the Norwegian rat. The Norwegian rat. If you have a question, please email it to askamy at amyworks You can ask a question about anything about home repair or appliances or tools. Um, send them over to askamy at amyworks Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.